Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest today. She is a Jersey girl, just like me through and through. You can take that girl out of Jersey, but you can never (laughs) take Jersey out of the girl. We just had the best conversation about food and coming back to our roots. And oh, maybe that'll come up in this episode. Who knows? But let me introduce you to Marianne Pruitt. She is the CEO and president at Mosaic Media a collection of media buying experts and creative strategists who negotiate, purchase, and monitor advertising space and airtime. Marianne started her career in media by working as a senior sales executive for some of the nation's largest media outlets. After discovering her talent and love for all things media strategy, she founded Mosaic as a way to provide a niche expert experience to agencies and marketing departments across the country. Her hard work and savvy strategy skills have led Mosaic to year over year growth and has expanded her impact as an industry leader in all things traditional, digital, and everything in between. Reflecting this is a 2020 award from Synopsis Media, naming her as a top woman in media. Marianne has helped develop effective marketing strategies for agencies of all sizes, small businesses, service businesses, private educational institutions, and legal and professional services businesses along with many others. She is passionate about passing on the experience that she has gained on to eager professionals looking for actionable marketing tips. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Mary Ann. Welcome to the She's Invincible podcast. It is so, so great to have you here with us today. Amy, I'm so excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. You make me sound like a superstar. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that, that everyone says that. It's you oh. did all the work, but isn't it fun to hear someone else introduce you and you think, is that me? I mean, exactly. Is she going to, you know, call Sally Jones now? Like, <laughs> what is this? You hear it, you go, who is she talking about? Oh my word, she's talking about me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Welcome. Yeah. It is honestly, no joke. So great to have a Jersey girl on yes. the podcast. Yes. I feel like we're already connected even before we met. Uh, yes. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners how you got where you are today. And what makes you invincible besides oh, yeah. being from New Jersey, right? <laughs> which is a good start. You know, when that you have a, a good starting start. foundation that helps significantly. 
Yes, it's so it funny how my journey started. I honestly, I it, if I look back and I see my life and that thread of everything that came together and making the quilt of what I am today, which I'm not done, obviously, you know, the quilt keeps being made. But, you know, I started as a graphic designer first, which is so funny because it's actually like, Part of it has to do with media, but not really. And I started and that when you had to scan in pictures and then you had to, like, it was all, nothing was digitized. So that's actually how I started in the marketing side of it. And then I found this love for media along the way. And I was in sales in some of the top media outlets in the, in the country. And honestly, I started to see, okay, as things started to evolve and change around about 10 years ago, our company is 10 years old this year. And that's when we, I started to see, okay, clients and people are confused on what media is. They are confused on what to do. They don't know exactly how to go in this direction. It's become so expertise. And little did I know in the next 10 years, it would become even more expertise. Like you, the evolution of media, even in the last 10 years has been incredible. And so I started the firm and just honestly have been blessed just to be surrounded by amazing people and to get through, you know, just the ups and downs and knowing through, I love how you go the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, we'll go through that later, but that's exactly it. And now being able to be to this point where um, it's just, it's such an honor and so great to be here and just to be about around surrounded with people that help you get to this point in life. Oh, I love that. I love that. And so, uh, so you started life in Jersey, right? Yep. So yep. now you're in Alaska. Yes. How exciting. It's amazing. That is, <laughs> that is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But I know your heart is in New Jersey. Yes, of <laughs> And course. your food cravings, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. And, you know, being, being from Jersey, those roots are there. And it's so funny. I mean, I'm so blessed in the fact that I live in Alaska but less than 5% of our book of business is in Alaska. So I get to be in the rest of the country. We have a book of business in New Jersey that I get to go visit every once in a while. So it's always nice. And we still have family there. So it's, it's always great to get back to your roots. I love it. Oh my gosh. So tell us what makes you invincible. You know, I like to say, instead of being a problem solver, I'm a solution finder. And instead of like, okay, here's a problem. Let's just figure it out. No, it's for everything. There is a solution. It's a matter of sometimes just sitting back and listening. And when problems arise, just working through that. But it, I think a lot of times we're like, oh, we're problem solvers. No, I seek solutions as opposed to just pr solving problems. Because just solving problems could be just the one problem. Seeking solutions in so many different things actually takes that layer just a little bit deeper of, okay, there might be some roots to other things. So that's something that I love. I don't like to take no as an answer. I don't like to um, be told, no, you can't do that. You know, I think that's, I think that's the Jersey in me, but uh, you just keep fighting, you keep going, but I always try to seek and find that solution. And that's, I'm always looking for solutions. I, you know, what's really great about that is as you're saying this, I'm thinking when you're seeking solutions, you're finding the, the, the solution to the problem that hasn't even shown its face yet. Exactly. Right? exactly. I love that. It's like, otherwise you're out just looking for that one solution and here you're just gathering solutions and it's like, okay, I have the answer now. What's the question? I exactly. love that. Exactly. Oh, love Instead it. of just taking the problem as it comes to you and trying to solve the one problem, always yeah. be looking for solutions. Always have your eyes open to things that are in front of you that you need to have. So you're brilliant. Yeah. You're oh, brilliant. Sorry. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, today I'm excited to talk to you about all things marketing. Clearly you are the expert here. And, um, you know, we want, I want to talk about, you know, traditional media Uh, times have changed, right? Like in 2019, all those of us who figured it out or thought we had the answer, it was like, hold my beer, right? (laughs) Because just when you, I feel like it's with marketing, social media, even finance, like you get it all figured out and then boom, it changes and you start over. So I'm so excited to talk about this. Let's jump right into the traditional media is dead and how we can use digital and traditional together. Yeah, for sure. So we actually saw quite a bit of things in the pandemic shift and change, right? So as we went through, not just our lives changed, but our media consumption habits changed. And really, truly, uh, generationally, we saw some shifts. We saw some consumer media habits just take a huge shift in a way that we never thought would happen. Um, it's interesting because historically, so my my background, and I ended up getting my degree in marketing and economics, and I get this like nerdy side of me that gets really into the economic numbers and gets into the economic trends. And um, I actually did my, uh, my senior project on um, recessional recovery. And so it was really interesting going back and studying things that had happened in American history. This was this was a long time ago that I studied this. <laughs> this is not this is not recent study. But it's going back in American history, yeah, going back in American history and seeing how recessional recovery actually took place. And what I find out with my expertise now, fast forward 20 years is really looking at the fact that okay, how does that affect media? How does that affect what we do in marketing? And we saw a big shift in 9-11 in consumption behavior. And we, what we saw there is morning news take, um, it, 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 the numbers went through the roof because people wanted to wake up knowing that they were safe. And what's interesting with the pandemic of what we saw is we saw older generations turn to social media, which is an evolution that honestly should have taken another 10, maybe 15 years in that shift But overnight, it happened because they were craving information. They were craving to get all the knowledge that they needed to know what was going on. But the part that I find most interesting, actually, is our younger demographics started going back to traditional platforms as if they were new, as if it was something that was just discovered, where they were like, oh, there's a local radio station that's going to tell me what are my COVID counts in my town? What are the mandates? What They thought it was like this new thing of information that was local and relevant to them in a traditional platform. And sometimes they consumed it in a more modern way, but it was a traditional platform. So the shift and this change of what we're seeing right now is quite drastic, actually, and how we are, how are we spending our advertising dollars, but how are we making sure that this works um, for all demographics that we're trying to reach? And what makes this good? Because I feel like this is so good. So tell me the answer of like, where are we going in the future and what makes this such a positive thing? Yeah, it makes it positive because now we are able to actually target our audiences in more ways, right? So it makes it so that you are able to look at it. We have to, as marketers, we have to go back to the basics of who who are we targeting and we have to be very honest of and knowing that not always um, when we're when we're part of a brand, 
we're not always the target audience, even if we're leading and marketing the brand. We have to know exactly who are we targeting, why are we targeting them, and then how do we target them, right? And so what this does in the shift in behavior, it allows us now more avenues to target individuals, but it also allows us to, it, some people would think that's overwhelming for your budget or that's overwhelming for what you're doing. And in reality, you're actually able to get better, more out of your budget because of the ways that now the generations are consuming media. And we have data that backs it up. In today's world, the amazing thing is, versus when I started my career over 20 years ago, is we have data to back everything up. Before it was diaries and TV and radio, and that's it. Now we have actual tangible data of each generation of what's being consumed, how it's being consumed, and then how are we able to target it? So there's so many amazing things that come with this and so many opportunities that come with this. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So, and the other topic we were going to talk about was generational marketing. So we're sliding right into that. We're just going to go right into it, right? They go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you target each generation as its own? I feel like what you were just saying is like, yes, your money goes so much further in marketing dollars because there's so much more engagement, right? There's so many more engagement opportunities. So you're getting more bang for your buck than you did before. So let's talk now about this generational thing and how this applies to what we're discussing. It's interesting, a a recent study just came out that showed that our younger generations consume social media and anything digital to kill time. So that's very interesting. They're on social media more to kill time, more to like check in with friends. It's seen as social. Where our older generation, is actually looking at how do I get the news that I need to know for the day. So we're seeing not only are they consuming media differently, but why they're consuming media is different. So it's very fascinating in that. So if we think about it, for the first time in American history, we have five generations in the workplace. That's five generations that have spending capabilities and spending powers into our economy. That is something that we all have to look at and all have to think differently about how are we targeting them? When are we targeting them? And then where are we getting that expendable cash as marketers? That's, you know, at, at the end of the day is are the brands that we're representing getting that. And it's very fascinating because you're not, you hit it on the head of how, how do we reach these people? How do we make sure that everything's there? We cannot reach my 78 year old father the same way we do my 15 year old son, right? Right. Their consumption is totally different. So we as marketers, honestly, it's okay to take a step back and to look at it this way of I have multiple target audiences with my with my brand, with my with my product, with whatever it is that I'm representing. And it's okay to break out those demographics and then those personas. So not only are we just looking at demographics anymore, we're looking at personas. So it's okay to break those out. And how do I look at each one as the individuals that they are and how do I reach them? And actually your budget's going to be more efficient because of the fact that you're identifying who you need to target. You're identifying exactly how you need to target in that realm. When I first started in media, it was, oh, my target demographic is a woman between the age of 25 to 54. That's it. That's all we had on. That's that's all we said, right? We'd look at some numbers, we'd guess, we'd look at, you know, say, okay, this is where she's going to be. But now I can say the woman that I'm targeting is 42 years old. She drives an SUV. She has three kids. She makes this kind of income. She's going to practices. 
all over the place driving her kids. She's a taxi driver. Plus she owns her own business. Plus she's making sure that everybody has dinner on the, on the table. We have all these layers now that we call personas. You know, she's in the C-suite. I can tell you can target by job title. You know, there's so many different things that you can do now um, that just brings so much opportunity. But as generations, we have to look and slow down and say, it's okay that I'm targeting one. I have more than one audience I'm targeting and I can target them separately with the message and the tactic that's going to reach them directly. Oh, I love that. Can you give an example? And I'm totally putting you on the spot, but I know you can handle it. Give us an example of that, what you just said, like, how are you going to target with the same marketing, but you know, you're 15 year old with the 70 year old. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm looking at, so let's take, you know, a 78 year old man, right? I, he's still in our world now, still in the workplace, actually. So that's something that's different in American history than we've seen before. So if even if they've retired, they're on their second or third retirement. <laughs> they're not retiring. And that's okay. I mean, my father is that way. And I ask him, and I think it's the jersey in him. Ask him, what do you, what do you, when are you, daddy, when are you, pop, when are you going to have your retirement? He's like, what do I do all day? Okay. So that's, that's how they are. But if I'm going to reach him, there's still news consumption, local news consumption that's taking place. So how am I reaching that? But we see that his social media is increased. Okay. So maybe I'm looking at tactics that are going to reach him directly on a social platform, but is a local news platform. Okay. So now I'm looking at it in a creative way for him where a 15 year old, 16 year old boy, he, and what they're looking at is different, obviously, but I'm looking at YouTube. I'm looking at various things and video that's going to be really important for him. So how am I reaching that message to him where he, they're going to be looking at video. They're going to be, we're going to look at pre-roll. We're going to look at mid-roll. We're going to look at programmatic video targeting. So how do I do that? And, and programmatically I can do pick that age range. I'm making sure that it's a 15 second video because their attention span is going to be quick and move on. They're, Completion of that video is going to be very quick. 15 seconds or less is the best way to reach them with that brand. So those are two different demographics with two, it could be the same message. It really could. It could be the same exact thing, but how I'm reaching them is different. I love it. And that, that made room for TikTok, right? Like as exactly. you're saying, like these quick videos that they really do stop people in their tracks. Like, oh yeah, I'm not hooked on TikTok. I mean, I do have an account, but because yeah. I follow my grandkids like that yeah. and I send them all the love and they compete against each other. Like how many, how many likes they get so, exactly. and followers, but yeah, that's amazing. So, okay. So if, if the, the 15 year old boy's attention span is 15 seconds, how, what is the attention span of the 79 year old man? So the, the attention span is more wide and you're going to get like, it's okay. They'll read an article. They'll actually sit down and go through. And actually we see that with middle-aged men as well. Um, in their 40s and 50s, and which to me, I have a hard time saying middle age is in your 40s and 50s, but that's, you know, <laughs> it's hey, amazing. I, when you're in the age group, you don't really like to be called middle-aged, but. 
I would feel better if I knew more people that were a hundred. Let me just say that. Right? I'm with you. I am a hundred percent with you. I would be, that, that would be warm and comfy for me, but I'm not feeling it. I am with you. I am with you. So if you're, you're looking at somebody who is fine to read an article or even a display graphic would be something that would attract them in. A video does attract them in, but not the same way that we see in the younger demographics and the younger, it, it, it'll attract, videos actually will attract most of the demographics that anybody's targeting. But it's also, I'm gonna go back into the targeting side of it. I could actually do a video with the 70 year old man and the 15 year old boy, but how am I targeting them? I'm gonna make sure that they're on the platforms that they need to be on. Uh, but the, you are getting the the display goes further. You're getting other things there. Um, I had somebody ask me, "Well, isn't everybody on Facebook?" And I said, "Yeah, okay. Let's say let's say a hundred percent of the population is on Facebook. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't look at other platforms to supplement what you're doing on Facebook. You need to be looking as a whole because they're not only on Facebook. They're everywhere else. They're watching. They're streaming TV. They are watching videos on YouTube." They are, they're multiple places, they're reading their articles. So yes, are you on Facebook? Sure, but that's not where my entire life is spent. That's not exact everything I'm doing. So you want an overall omni-channel option and omni-channel um, thought process of how you're, how you're doing your media and how you're doing your marketing. I love it. And I know even for myself, someone will say, didn't you see that on Facebook? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like no. I miss so much, but then I might see the same thing on Instagram. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So I know I miss a ton. So I'm on well, a lot the of algorithm, the platforms. Yeah. The algorithms are different for each person. They, you know, in social media, they know what, what, RI is caught to. So what articles am I more likely to read? What videos am I more likely to read and see and watch? And I'm going to, the algorithm's going to feed that to me. So Cami, your algorithm's different than mine. I'm going to see something different on Facebook than what you're going to see. But if I'm targeting my ads correctly and you're my target audience, I'm going to be able to find you because we have data. So it's, it's very fascinating. And how, how we are targeting is probably the most important piece right now, as opposed to being broad in our targeting, it's okay to micro target. Oh, and, and what about the fact that our phones are listening to us? Because I had a conversation about uh, Hershey Park yesterday and an hour later, there was an advertisement that came up in my feed for Hershey Park, which it'll probably yeah. be there again today now that I'm saying yeah. it now. Yes. And if you clicked on it, it'll retarget you. So you'll be getting <laughs> that for, for at least 30 to 90 days, depending on how long their ads are going to run and retargeting. But that's exactly right. We, If we're searching something, um, our microphones are picking up things. Now, our privacy, the privacy laws and the privacy um, upgrades have changed a little bit. So I actually, a, a thing right now that a lot of people are talking about is data. Do we have the same amount of data that we have? Because we saw a significant drop going into second quarter of this year that um, of how people were consuming the media, but then the privacy portion of it, how much data do we actually have? And it really, it bodes well back to having first party data as, as brands and making sure that we're collecting data on our own, not just relying on third party data because of that very reason. Um, but that's nothing new. I think 
there's such mystery around advertising now that really in reality, it's nothing new. These are things we've seen. Influencer media is not new. Influencers are not, Ronald Reagan was doing cigarette ads back in the sixties. This is not new. It's just a matter of how we are doing it and how we are getting it to the audience. I love it. Well, tell us how you guys are serving your clients at Mosaic. Like who, what is your target market? I, we have listeners out here that are wondering, I'm sure. Oh, I wonder if I could work with them. So yeah. So tell us about that and, and who they are. So we specifically work in the media field. That is what we do. So we work with in-house marketing agency, like for brands that have their in-house marketing team. And we help you then with the media portion of it, the media strategy. Media um, used to be just like that, that afterthought of, oh, the creative is so important. And this is the part that we need to have. And then, oh yeah, yeah I guess we have to put it somewhere. Media now, there's such a need for strategy. So we work with those in-house marketing departments and teams. We work with ad agencies. We work with small, medium, large. We work, the range is really wide because we love it. And this is what we do. We just work in media. That is the piece that we carry and we build the strategy for you. We then carry out the, the plan. once you're on board with the strategy and then we implement it, and then we report back on this is what you're seeing. This is where everything is. This is these. This is how we can track these ads and see where people are on your website and see what people are doing. So there's so many things um, that we just love to do. We just hang out in that media space and help you build, take the confusing out of media because it's very, it's overwhelming. And it's, I had someone ask me the other day, it's just, how do you keep, how do you keep all the alphabet soup like straight of how is it going, like what is going on in media? And it's because we, this is what we do. And it's a, we love to have it outsourced to us and help you in building that strategy. We love to be that team member. We like to think of ourselves as the colleague down the hall that you can call and say, hey, I got this idea. Is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? So that we we are a big company that likes to add, to work with small companies and help them out. I love it. And you yeah. get to be creative all day long. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. so much fun. It's so much fun. And no uh, matter what size the brand that we're working with, whether it's small, medium, large, there's always that back to that solution to find. And that's what's exciting about it. It's it's a blast. Oh, love it. And let me ask you this. How was uh, your business, like the structure of it with the office and people working from home? during the pandemic, like I love to hear different parts of the world, what is happening. And because everyone's figured out like the next best great idea, right. That worked for them. And I yeah. think there's still people that got left behind that weren't ready to lean into the, the pivot that could use some share about that. So yeah, yeah, tell, sure. us, tell us how you, you know, handled so it. We were a complete in the office team before the pandemic. And it's so funny because you know, as even it was becoming more and more modern for people to work from home more and do things even before the pandemic, it was, no, this is what we do. We collaborate together. This is how we operate. And obviously none of us had a choice, right? We all went into this mode of, nope, we are definitely, we can be at home. We can do different things. We still have our office. We've actually outgrown our office, which is very fascinating because I actually think that there are things that hold us back that we don't recognize when we get into the good, the bad, the ugly. I'll talk about that a little bit more, but there are things good. that hold us back that we don't realize things that are small, like an office space, hold you back. And cause you're not thinking outside of the box. There are a few of us that come in every week, but we have this more, you know, fluidity that is okay. There's a couple of days a week that we're here. 
And then there's a couple of days that we're home. And now we have a good chunk, actually one of our departments, most of them have either moved during the pandemic or live in different states and we've hired them through the pandemic. So it's, it's amazing actually how it's helped us grow because we are stuck in a mindset of, nope, everybody has to be in the office. Now it's, you're a, we've been a national company, but all of us had to be in the office and we trained our own and we did this, right? Now we're a national company with employees all over the country. So it's amazing that shift, it, it was a mindset shift and having to, to really get out of that. Um, there are times that I miss the collaboration of everybody being in the office together, but at the same time, it's so exciting to see that we're in six states. That's exciting. That's really exciting to be able to see, okay, and that's just grown us even more. We have our East Coast, West Coast, Central team. Like, it's all over the place. And it's it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. I love that. And, you know, the other part of this is, like, mom CEO, right? Mom yeah. president. Yeah. And I know we had a conversation about this a few weeks yeah. ago, and I really want you to tell the story about how you shifted in that way. I know that moms have taken such a hit with, oh, yeah. you know, leaving their jobs, going home, uh, trying to work from home and be a homeschool teacher, yeah. like crazy, right? And then all the other things. Dad, a lot of dads came home. Now their moms and dads are jockeying for quiet time, office space, uh, you know, internet bandwidth, right? Um, All the things. But I know that you went on the road and when you could, and I want to hear, I want you to tell your story. You know, it's so, it's so fascinating to me because it's the, as moms and when I get into the good, bad, ugly, I'll talk about this again. But as moms, we carry so much guilt sometimes. And the pandemic put so much more pressure on us as women, as business owners, as moms, as wives, as all the above. It didn't matter. We were all thrown to the wolves where all of a sudden I'm a teacher. I'm a CEO. I still have to do work. I still have to get everything going. In fact, I'm having to work more because all of us at the beginning of the pandemic were panicked. Nobody knew what this was going to do. Was this going to shut down everything? Was this going to be like 9-11? Was this going to be 08-09? We didn't know. We lived through it and we learned those lessons before, but we did not know what the hit was going to be on our companies now and on our clients. So it really is so fascinating, right? From the very get-go, I would often joke and say, I feel like I live and work in a train station because everybody's on a Zoom. Everybody has got something going on. We got a meeting. Like I'm trying to separate kids into different rooms. So my, and then my husband and I have to work. Like everybody's got to have their space, right? And I was like, I feel like I'm in Grand Central. Like everything is moving a million miles an hour. But you know what? When we rise to the occasion, women, we are invincible. We really are. And we find that groove and we will figure it out. When we pull up our bootstraps, we're like, we got this. And one of the big things that we learned through this was I travel a lot. And when the pandemic first hit, I stopped traveling as much. But then our kids were still out of school and things started to awaken, you know, vaccines, various things, but our kids were still not in school. And what was really important for me was, you know what? They can come with me. They can be with me. It was, and in everything in my life and work-wise, you know how much my kids have actually learned about our business and around about our what we do and what media is. And you know it when they start talking, they start talking to you about it. They start saying things. That frankly would not have happened if the pandemic didn't happen because I embraced the fact that, okay, guys, 
you're going to hear mom in meetings. You're going to hear things. It's okay to listen. You can't talk, but it's okay to listen. You can observe. You can be part of this, but don't talk. And then afterwards, you can ask me whatever questions you want to ask. And when I'm on the road, you get to come with me. And so I, one of the stories, and actually, I, this takes me into the good, Cammy. You already- Okay, well, stop. Let's stop right there then. Let's, <laughs> okay. do, right. let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Okay, you can reach me at mosaic.agency forward slash contact. That comes directly to me. I'd love to hear from people. If you ever have anything that you just want to pick our brains about, send me a note. I'm all about it. And we're here to help. And we love to help people in their brands and in their advertising. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Oh, so much. And for our listeners, you just, if you click the show notes, it'll be in there too. So if you don't have a pen and you can't write it down, click the show notes right now and you can go right over there and send Marianne a message. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Well, this has been so much fun. And you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners, we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs. We're going to tell them everything they need to know that they can put into practice right now and see a positive impact in their business or their life. And you have done that. Oh my gosh. We went so deep here and like, (laughs) it's so amazing the value that you've given today. But we also promised them that we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to let them in because they see you today. They see this successful, confident, polished mom, CEO, president, world traveler, Jersey girl, and they want to be like you, but they don't want to pay the price that you had to pay. But they don't know what that is because they see this finished product. They see this fabulousness and they think, oh, she's so lucky. Oh, if I hear that one more time. I know, right? I know. I'll be show you lucky. Let me get my high heel off. (laughs) Exactly. exactly I know that's what it feels like, right? And so uh, we want to share with them so that we can give them hope that if you can do it, so can they. So we're going to start with the good. So let's keep this conversation going. Absolutely. Let's share this story of the good. Yeah. What I love about what you're saying there is as women, we have to lift each other up and we is supposed to tear each other down and where we head into it. And we can learn so much from each other. And you're right. You see the finished product. You don't see the journey. No one sees the journey. And frankly, we don't give each other the benefit of the doubt to even know that there was a journey. So I, this, I love this piece because we learn so much from each other and the good, frankly, it's so simple, but it's people that you surround yourself with. And a particular story that I think of, I was just talking about our kids coming with us on the road, our oldest son, we were at this on this trip and I was in a peer network group and this was a bunch of business owners together. And this was, you know, this is probably, this is not quite a year into the pandemic, but you know, a good nine months into it. 
And we were all starting to meet together. We were all starting, you know, figure out those things and in small groups. And he said, mom, and I had a dinner with him. He goes, mom, I want to come with you to dinner. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> like this, I'm not sure about this. And, you know, there's 14, 15 of us and we gather twice a year and it's, they become family. But at the same time, is a 15 year old ready? Like what questions is he going to ask? What's he going to share? You know, all the above. Right. And I go, you know what, buddy, you can come with, I asked, you know, are you guys okay with this? Are you fine? They're like, yeah. And when I, we got to dinner, one of, one of the men in the group goes, mom, you go to the other end of the table. We've got him on this side. And I was like, oh my word, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And you know what, that night, his dreams came alive. He, like this is, and you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I saw so much generosity and love and kindness in that. And frankly, throughout my entire career, I see these people that have come alongside me, whether it's your family, whether it's friends that you've chosen and it's your, it's your tribe, it's who you have decided to be around with and you know who feeds you. I saw something the other day that said, I no longer sit at tables that when I get up, they're talking about me. And that is, that's who you want to surround yourself with is that these are the people that love you for you and they then love your family and they love who you have with you. So it's surrounding yourself with good people. And it seems so simple, but it's probably the most important thing that I frankly feel like I've done in throughout my career. You know, what's amazing about that too, is that not only did you change your son's life, that was a defining moment for him, but you also changed the way that the other people see you. Yeah. It's so right? true. And they will I never, never see you the same. Yep. They, they won't will never, ever yep. see you the way yep. they saw you before. All of a sudden now you are mom, CEO, yep. making it happen. And they're appreciating the way that yep. you go out and fight every day and still keep your priorities, your priorities. Yep. And so you change that whole scene for them as well. And you don't think of how one simple thing actually isn't that simple. It can be life-changing for multiple people. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. It really is. When you're willing to open up your eyes and not be afraid, there's so many things that can come of it that are good. And I love what you said there about not being afraid. We are so worried about what other people think about us that it keeps us from doing and, and saying yes to things that are life-changing, that can be defining moments. We re It doesn't matter. The truth is people are so busy. They're not thinking about us anyway. Aren't. They're really not. And we just need to let that go because that one thing that you did, which was huge, uh, it, and uh, really a faith walk, right? You go to the other end of the table, holding your breath, thinking, I hope oh, this turns out I was okay. so nervous through the whole thing. And I'm going, <laughs> okay, you know what? You just relax. You just have fun. You're at the end of the table. Have fun with your friends on this end. He's going to be fine. And have faith in how you've raised him. Yes. That's the other piece. Have faith that, you know what? He's a good kid. You, you've put a lot into him and he's taken it and he works hard. So have faith in that and why we don't have faith in ourselves at times. Like that's probably the worst part. We'll get into the bad, but that's like the worst part is we talk ourselves out of things all yes. the time. And we, yeah, it's, it's just hard to know, you know, it's so hard to really overcome ourselves sometimes. And Really, when you do and you have, I love how you said that's a step, that step of faith is, okay, look at the beauty that comes of it. 
Yes. Yeah. And it feels horrible, but you have to push yourself through that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, that three seconds of courage, right? That you yeah. need to just say yes and keep moving. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see like when your son graduates and goes into the yeah. career world, yeah. like how that, that moment impacted him. Like we'll find out even more later and Absolutely. that's going to be amazing. It will be. And it'll just be so neat to watch. Cause I've seen it just in him recently of him saying things. And I'm like, wow, kid, like the, an interest that he has in something that he's going to read or watch or do that he wouldn't have had before because somebody triggered a thought in his mind of, over a conversation of dinner. Yeah, yeah that's going to change incredible. his whole future. Yeah. I can't wait yep. to see what happens. Oh my gosh. All it's right. Well, this has been so fun, but now we have to talk about the bad. So could you tell us a story about the bad? Yeah, for sure. So I, as moms, I'm going to talk about mom guilt. This is, this is the piece that as women, we get into our own heads. We get into our own mindset of we're not enough when we are more than enough and we have absolutely accomplished way more than we recognize or see in ourselves. We let people bash us and we take it. And even if we, even if we have that hard exterior of it's not that big of a deal, the self-talk part of it is so hard. And I remember when our kids were little and I remember taking them to school. And this is another thing too. I think it's so important that moms and, and women encourage each other. And I remember be, feeling judged by, because I, I'm dry. I, in my full work gear, I'm in, you know, of, of course, before pandemic, when all of us commuted <laughs> and now, now it's not bonded, you know, figure it out. But now, but then, you know, you're walking in, make sure they get to their classroom, make sure, you know, and when they were little and I remember moms like snickering and talking, Oh, she's got to go to work. She's in too much of a rush. And you know how hard that is? Like that is like, you already have that self-talk of guilt. And then you have somebody else judging you and they don't know me. They have no idea of what it is that they have to do. And she's just lucky. She just, that's hard. And frankly, as women, we have got to break that cycle. We have got to break that tearing each other down. And cause there's no reason for it because frankly, there's parts of me that were envious of, I want to stay home with my kids. I want to stay home and do this. And I love working. I'm torn. I have multiple loves. I love my work and I love my family. And you know what? I can have both and that's okay. And it's the let, not letting the self-talk, but not letting that be them fueled by someone else, one person or two people that you don't even know. And frankly, like you said, I'm not important enough for them to think about me all day, but because I saw something or because I heard them say something about me, that's going to rent space in my mind that gives control over my mind. And you've got to let that go. You got to let it be. And it's really, um, it's so important. It's just so important for us as women to encourage each other and to lift each other up. If there's anything that this pandemic has taught us is that life is short. We need to love each other. We need to be kind. We need to embrace each other's differences and we need to uplift each other and encourage each other, not tear each other down and recognize that yes, all of us have different places in our life. And that's what makes us beautiful. And that's what makes us invincible. And that's what makes us amazing. And we can learn so much about each other. 
Oh, mic drop. That's the mic drop right there. I love that. And women, we have to do better. We have to do better. We have to stop with the envy and all of those things. And we have to support each other. That's what it's all about. It is. And frankly, it's so funny because we look at each other and we envy and we're, we have, you know, envious thoughts of, you know, what their life is. They look at you and have envious thoughts back. So it's, it's, let's instead, let's, just be kind. Let's just love each other. Let's become, let's go to coffee. Let's, let's figure this out. You know, yeah, it's or like, make me a cake, yeah. share a good recipe yes. with me. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, let's be friends. It's okay. Yes. And it, frankly, oh. at the end of the day, also know who you are surrounding yourself with. And if that is somebody that is not helping you or encouraging you or uplifting you, it is okay to cut away. It is fine. And being honest with ourselves with that. So yeah, it's a, it's a matter of just an act of kindness. We really just don't know how much it impacts somebody else. We really don't. And if we would help each other, like, you know, you, oh, I I mean, seriously, (laughs) I say that all the time. I need a wife, right? I I I can't do when I'm working. I know. And it's this so is true. not a shout out, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, you, you have a husband and then you need a wife. Yeah. yeah if you're going to do that. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, if that yeah. wasn't enough, now yeah. we get to talk about the ugly. Oh. We get to laugh our way through, right? Yes. Because this is what it's all about. It's like, you know, forget the experience and remember the lesson. And so yeah. let's go ugly. And let's go ugly. The piece of ugly that we and I think women do this more than men. We do not let go of things that we need to let go. We do not let go of people that we need to let go of. We do not make those big decisions, whether it's a lack of step of faith or whether it's a, um, it's anything like, I love that you said step of faith because it's a step of faith for ourselves to let go of something. You and I, when we talked earlier, we were talking about anchors, anchors that hold us back. What are things that hold us back? And we don't identify those things. We are not, we do not take time out of our day to say, what is that anchor that is holding me that back? Is that, is that a person in my life? Is that a client that's actually holding me back because they're sucking up all my time and I can't, I can't do more about it. Is it somebody that's abusive to us? Maybe it's somebody in the workplace. Maybe it's somebody, maybe it's a fellow woman, a judgy mom. What are we doing there? And we, unfortunately, I've had a lot of this and all of us do. Frankly, I think we all deal with this and we all hide it and we don't talk about it. And these anchors hold us back to then become who we are and to, and to where we need to be and to take that next step of faith. Because once we take that step of faith and we cut that anchor, it's amazing the strength that we feel. And then that strength, we take that next step of faith and that strength that we feel. So yes, this is the ugly, but it's a story that uh, the story I want to tell actually turns it back to a good because I learned so much from this ugly moment. So my mentor, who actually ended up coming back and working for us during uh, retirement, when she retired, she came back and started working for us. She, when I first started working for her, I was young. I was a young mom. I was pregnant with my youngest son. And I remember like the stress levels were high. I just started working for this company. I wanted to make sure that I was just performing to the best level I possibly could. And it, you know, there was lots that got me to this point in my career and I just wanted to make sure. And we had this client that was just 
nasty, just mean, no matter what I did, no matter how it worked out, they just, just nag, nag, nag. And they, they were mean to our production team who was creating an ad for them. They like the nasty emails and every, and I find, I went to my boss and I, you know, who really is now my mentor and I just adore her. And I went to her and I was like, I don't even know what to do. And I was so scared. I was so scared to go to her. And through the week, I had, you know, let her know the conversations. And I sent her this last email that this client sent me. And I'm like, oh my word, this is horrible. This is so bad. I feel like I failed. I went into this moment of I failed. I did not do this right. I had no idea. She walks around the corner. She steps into my cubicle and she looks at me. She goes, Marianne, will you come with me? And I was like, oh man. Like I just started this and I was like, yes, yes, of course. So I start walking with her. She turns around and she looks at me and she goes, it's not every day we get to fire a client because they abused us. So I want you to see me do it. And I, that was such a life lesson for me because it was, and she said it because they abused us. They are taking advantage of us. We don't take abuse. This is a bad piece of business. And it's okay to say that. And it's okay to say, you're no longer a client of ours. You're no longer allowed to be on our air. We're saying no to you. The lesson that I learned that day, because it was, to me, I failed. I went that route. I automatically went to that point. But to know that lesson, Um, It is okay to cut that anchor that is holding you back and to not fall into what's wrong with me and really identifying, nope, sometimes there's other people that have some bad stuff that they're putting on you and it's okay. And we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to say, no, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to move forward. And it's, I mean, honestly, it's a, it's the ugly, but it's the most beautiful story for me. It's one of my favorite stories in my career because it taught me so much. Oh my gosh. And what a, what a relationship you have in the workforce that now she's working with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that such a mutual respect, she could have handled that one of several different ways. Right. And unfortunately sometimes that happens the other way, but amazing. And I love what you said that you were saying, what, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Why is it as women that we always default back to us, whether it's work relationships, relationship of anything that it's like when something doesn't go right we're saying what did I do wrong exactly girls yeah. <laughs> let me and tell you sister you didn't do yeah. anything wrong right yep. it's that's exactly yeah, right but why are we programmed that way we need to change that up we do and we have to break that cycle in our mind of knowing that we are enough we have the capabilities of handling things ourselves and we are invincible. That's why I love the name of your show because of the fact that we truly genuinely are. We can handle way more than we even realize. And it's okay if we have to, I I like to joke and say, if I have to have a meeting with myself and just have a real talk of, girl, you got to get your act together. Like it's fine. It's okay. We can have that strength. It is okay to have that strength and it is okay to have that confidence. People, I I think there's this misnomer and misinformation of what arrogance is and what confidence is. Just because we're confident does not mean we're arrogant. doesn't mean we think we're better than others. We're confident in what we are able to accomplish and what we are able to do. And when we look back and we see, okay, this this thing is holding me back, the sooner we can cut that out of our life, the better we're going to be faster, quicker, and accomplish way more in a faster timeline than we could have imagined. But the longer we let it hold us back, 
That's the worst. That's why I love to talk about anchors because anchors hold us back, right? But anchors serve a purpose. The anchor is supposed to hold you steady. It's supposed to hold you where you are. What are things that we're anchored in? We should be anchored in love. We should be anchored with our family. We should be anchored in what we do in our career. We know our morals. We are anchored in that. But when there are other things and other people that are holding us back because we're anchored in them, that's where we have to cut it loose. That's where we have to say, nope, that's not it. I can be anchored in the things that I know are my principles and what I'm anchored in. But you, you don't get to hold me back. You don't get to do this. That's not me. That's you. I know what I am. I am what I'm anchored in and my principles. You don't get to hold me back. And I think that's so important at that differentiation point. That is so, so powerful. And it makes me think of like anchors away, right? Yes. Like if you're on a cruise ship and they're getting yes. ready to take off and they're yes. saying bon voyage, like we need to practice that, right? Yes, and, and we really need to release people, but we need to do it faster because we're yep. hold, we still hold on, even if we are, you know, stepping into that place where we're ready to cut the anchor and let go, yep. we're still holding on too long to yep. where it's really detrimental. And we yep. need to get faster through that process. And, you you know, the thing you were saying about, you know, it's not me, it's them, right? It's when they're mis people mistreat you, it is not you, it is them every time. Exactly. Nine times out of 10, you can look at a situation and say, it really isn't me, it is them. You know, and I you're going to try to make it think you think that it's you. It's yes. Not. Yes. And that, that's the key. No, 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 no. You know who you are. So go back to who you are and an, what is your anchor? What are your principles? What are your morals? What, you know, what are those anchors that are, you really are? And you look at it and you go, no, that's not me. That's you, buddy. I'm cutting that anchor off. You're holding me back. Yep. This is what I'm rooted in. This is my foundation. This is who I am. You don't get to tell me who I am. You don't get to have that strength over me. I'm cutting you off. You're done. And man, the empowerment and the strength that when you find that in your life, and you're able to just peace out. We're good. It's amazing. It really is. It is. And it, you know, it reminds me like having a baby when they cut the cord, like the freedom yes. and the power, right. Of that, yeah. that process of letting go. Right. So if yes. you just imagine that as women, that cutting the cord is giving the freedom and the strength and the power to that little baby, that's the same thing that happens to you when you cut that cord and let exactly. that anchor go, that's holding you back. And exactly. then you can step into your power. And that is the most beautiful thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a conversation we have had this has been absolutely amazing and before we say goodbye I want to say thank you so much from the bottom thank of my you. heart this has been yes. so amazing and um I'm just going to ask you a question about New Jersey of what course. Is, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll ask you too what okay. is uh, one of the things the one thing you miss the most oh. about New Jersey so I'm a South Jersey girl. So I miss, so in the summertime, I miss the blueberries because I'm from Hamilton. So I miss the blueberry season. That's just, you know, what it is deep down inside and the memories of going and picking blueberries. But I miss my hoagies and my cheesesteaks more than I miss anything. <laughs> of course, I miss my family. They'll hear it. I, I miss my family. Don't get me wrong. But I miss my hoagies and my cheesesteaks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right. Well, I was going to ask you two okay. questions about Jersey. You covered it. So here's okay. the next question. The next thing is just finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. How impactful they are on other people and how impactful we are to each other. Um, I love my Angelo when she said, people won't remember what you said or did, they'll remember how you made them feel. 
And that is something that we are so impactful with each other. And a smile will change someone's life and change their day. Um, just saying hi will change someone's life and change their day. You don't know where they are. And if you, we can all take that extra step of kindness every day and try to find three ways to just be kind to total strangers, to your family, to whomever, we have such an impact on each other. So I, I genuinely think that that's, that is what would make a better world. I love it. Well, thank you so much, you guys. This is Marianne Pruitt, my Jersey girlfriend, CEO and president of Mosaic Media, coming to you all the way from Alaska. Oh my gosh, girl, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, Get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Tell them, Marianne. Yes, you can. And have faith in yourself and take that step. Get up, wash your face, brush your teeth, and get up and have that step of faith. Oh, my gosh. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.